It is 3 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, which means it's time for my show, Arabology. This is DJ Ramsey, and I'm going to be with you this Thursday and every Thursday from 3 to 5 p.m. for a virtual trip through the Arabic-speaking world, starting things off with Yazan Rosan and a song called Ya Salam. Ya Salam, Ya Salam.
You're listening to the Arabology Show coming to you uh, this Thursday and every Thursday right here on KZSU uh, uh, 94.1 FM. This is your DJ Ramsey, and you were listening to uh, the trio Zubran and uh, that very sort of haunting uh, melody there, very, uh, well, weird-sounding uh, sounds. It was called uh, Zawaj El Yamam, and it was taken from the album Asfar. And we began the set uh, with uh, Yazan Rausan and the group Ardestrad. And from the album Ardestrad, we heard a song called Ya Salam. Hopefully, you've enjoyed those right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. Since 1959, the Caribbean Conservation Corporation has made it a goal to protect sea turtles and sea turtle habitats around the world. If you're looking for an unusual gift, their Adopt-A-Turtle program can help you do something worthwhile while surprising the person who has everything. To find out more about how you can help save the sea turtles, please visit www.cccturtle.org. That's www.cccturtle.org. The World Wildlife Fund invites you to join with 5 million other committed and concerned individuals who want to save endangered species and the wild places that are so vital to our planet's health and survival. For information about becoming a member of WWF or to learn more about their programs, please visit WWF.org. Hey, keep it down out there. That's WWF.org. The show is Arabology. It is, uh, well, almost 3.10 p.m. here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. And uh, let's uh, continue our little journey here, our weekly virtual journey through the Arabic-speaking world with uh, Tufiq Farouk. Have you heard of this guy? He is absolutely amazing, a musician, uh, songwriter, and totally, totally fuses East with West in this kind of mixture.
Ya zaman ya zaman ya zaman ya zaman ya zaman 
that was uh, Holy Abyss and a song called That Evening. And before that, we heard uh, from the ultra-hip Lebanese band. Uh, well, I'd like to call them ultra-hip because they're, just a, they're a band like no other. They're called the Mashru'a Layla, the Layla Project. And they are just this alternative uh, Lebanese band. Uh, well, they, can, they are considered sort of alternative in terms of Arabic music because they're not really mainstream, but uh, they have such an amazing following not only in Lebanon, but all over the region and, uh, well, lately all over the world as well. The song by Masrou Layla that we heard was called Waji, and that was taken from their album Al Hal Romancy. Uh, the solution is romance. <laughs> uh, the uh, track before that was uh, by another uh, budding Lebanese singer. His name is Mike Massey, and the song you heard was called Yazaman, and we began the set with that, uh, well, uh, what am I going to call it except a jamming Western Eastern tune? It uh, was called Yanasim Ruh, and it was by uh, Tufi Faru, right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey. I'll be with you till 5 p.m. today. But I also am delighted to say that uh, my guest for today's episode has uh, arrived to the KZSU studios, and I'd like to welcome her very warmly here. Uh, Sundus Abu Damus is actually here. She is, uh, well, if you haven't heard of her, she is a poetess and uh, writes the, these amazing uh, pieces of poetry uh, in Arabic, of course, uh, that just uh, are going to astound you. Well, what if you don't speak Arabic, you may ask? Well, Sundus and I have uh, sort of worked on a, a kind of a translation. Uh, it can never probably live up to the original uh, of one of her poems. We'll be speaking to Sundus about her, well, literary journey, among other things, and her book, which is called Mawasim Lil Amal, Seasons for Hope. And uh, that is the, the title of her uh, collection of uh, poems uh, that's, uh, th- that's sort of going to move you today to uh, a very a much higher place, I hope. Uh, so please stay tuned for that, for Sundus Abu Damus, for plenty of Arabic music. Music coming to you from the Arabic-speaking world right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I think it's time to listen to some Adonis. And uh, by Adonis, I meant the Lebanese group, of course. We'll, they'll be coming up right after this little instrumental here by Kul uh, Nasawa called Wayne Aramallah. That should uh, kind of uh, serve to uh, get everybody in a good mood. And after that, Sundos Abu Damus. I'm not 
How was that for an intro to my next guest? Uh, that was actually a, sort of a lament, a prayer or something of the sort called Yemmi. And that was taken from the uh, original picture motion soundtrack uh, to, uh, well, the original motion picture soundtrack to a film by Nadine Lebeki called Duhalla Lawayan, translated as uh, Where Do We Go Now? This film is actually going to be playing all over the Bay Area soon, so check out your movie theaters if you're interested and uh, and the prayer itself sort of sounded poetic to me and seemed like a nice way to introduce my uh, special guest for today's episode of Arabology right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM and that is none other than uh, the uh, poetess Sundus Abu Damus Sundus Ahlan wa Sahlan and welcome to the studio Hi, Dr. Ramsey. Thank you very much for inviting me today for your beautiful show, Arabology. Well, thank you. And thank you for providing us and the world with this amazing uh, collection of poems, Sundos, that I have to say when I read, I was immediately uh, addicted to. Uh, you call your uh, book or your collection of poems here, Mawasim Lil Amal. And uh, that translates into Seasons for Hope. Can we begin by maybe talking about the book title? Uh, Why did you call it Mawasim Lil Amal? 
Um, well, um, the book has uh, some romantic uh, poems in it, but it also has some um, poems that's talking about hope. And um, I really wanted it, um, or wanted to title it under the name of Seasons for Hope, so it can talk for, like, talk to more people, it's not only, um, you know, like about romance and romantic poems, and it's like everyone. Uh, needs hope, and um, mm. sometimes we just um, get to 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 a point where we are all like looking for maybe a um, new start in our life, wow. or uh, you know. Um, Indeed. Indeed. Yes. yes, and that is sort of the word amal in Arabic mm-hmm. in, in the book title. Uh, Sundas, of course, you are a native Arabic speaker and you write uh, poetry in Mawasim al-Amal in this book and, 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 and elsewhere in classical Arabic, not the easiest language for maybe non-Arabs to, uh, to uh, understand or study, yet you do it so beautifully here in, uh, in this book. How did your training in this come and uh, how comfortable are you expressing yourself in uh, classical Arabic? Well, um, honestly, when I um, started like writing poems more and more, um, like even myself, I was a little bit surprised from the language I have, uh, but um, I think it's all uh, because of my mom uh, who was like. Um, or he, who really helped me in building up my talent. And um, she started, like, buying books and working on Arabic language since I was, like, uh, maybe, like, five years old. So I think that helped me a lot uh, to just build up my, my um, classical Arabic language more and more and be able maybe to express myself more. Um, and also, I always try, uh, whenever I write poems, I try to um like find the words that exactly can describe the way i feel so that's why it maybe takes me a long time till i really finish um like one poem and be really satisfied about it so it's i can say or describe it that it's um a little bit um uh, like um a, a melange, maybe, or a mixture yeah. between uh, between two. Yeah, I, I, and this is exactly. I mean, I know it's very difficult to sort of express even in English the kind of uh, uh, influences you, you that have uh, sort of affected your poetic uh, talents. Um, it seems to me your mother, as you said, was key. But uh, in t- on top of that, Sundos, there must have been some uh, poets that, uh, in some way influenced you perhaps or poets whose poetry you enjoy reading or 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 are influenced by uh are can you name any yeah of course um i uh well i read all the time for um mahmoud darwish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i also the read palestinian poet yeah yes. the palestinian poet i read for um nizar kabbani ah the syrian poet yes <laughs> and he's really good um i i read for uh jibran khalil jibran ah of course, author of The uh, Prophet, uh, one of the most be- best-selling books in English yes. uh, or in American <laughs> history. And, uh-huh. and also Ahlam Mustaghanmi. Oh, wow. She's from Algeria. 
Yes, so as a, as a female poet, you find yourself mm. sort of influenced by her style as mm. well. Wow, Sundos. Uh, I mean, uh, when I said that, I didn't mean that your, your style mimics them, but it's sort of influenced by them, but goes into a genre of its own. And uh, today, with uh, your kind permission, I thought we would uh, treat our readers to maybe one of your poems so they can understand what this is all about, what Arabic poetry is all about. Now, the first thing to say is that you are not maintaining like a qafia or a rhyme, and that's because you write modern poetry. Uh, is that uh, by choice, or uh, do you feel like you are trying to, I don't know, I guess rebel against uh, certain genres like the qasidas or uh, genres that we grew up with as Arabic native speakers, meaning traditional genres, poetic genres? Um, well, uh, when, I start, when I started writing my poetry, um, of course I had to have like I was a little kid yet and I had to have somebody who can read it and tell me how it how it sounds mm -hmm. so um, it was clearly that I'm not uh, trying to um, have have my poetry like rhyming if we can use that word mm -hmm. so um, when I read more about it and I was like um, asking another poet friends of mine who are poetesses and poets and they told me um, it's something that um, need more time to, for people to get used to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, right. and also like Mahmoud Darwish, um, there's like a big number of his poetry uh, that is not rhyming too. And uh, when they asked him about what do you think about about that, he said there's no exact definition for poetry. It's just you you feel it, you write it, and then you read it for me, and I tell you if it's a poem or not. It well, it, well, it this, is, this is Darwish speaking. Yeah. Uh, did you remember sort of like uh, how he said it in Arabic? Um, yeah, he, you want me to yeah, say it in yeah, Arabic? Why not? Well, he said, عليك أن تحس ثم تكتب. وعندما تكتب قصيدتك اقرأها لي ثم أقول لك إن كانت شعرا أم لا. Oh wow, that's really is for and 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 your translation was actually quite accurate, mm -hmm. and I will tell you whether it's poetry or not at that point. He said. Yeah, and also yeah, I I just want to add that um, but um, now I I, I just finished um a new book of mine. It's also poetry, but in it I had some poems that are not like that are not rhyming and some of them are rhyming a little bit so it's like a mixture more. Right. And absolutely I think what we're talking about both of us Sundos here is free verse and what we call Narabi Shad al Hur and that is a sort of modern more uh, typifies more modern poetry. So d um, do you consider um, the, the poem Al Khalf al Abwab al Mughlaqa to be uh, one of your favorites or uh, you know it's probably difficult to choose one poem but that's the one I thought we would read today uh, what can you tell us about that poem before we read it to our listeners uh, well first of all it's really hard to choose which one is my favorite because I always say they are all like my, my all my poems are just like my children so it's really hard to say this is my favorite but I think um, Doors um, there are people who read it and they really loved it like so much and um, when I wrote it I was thinking about my grandma and about my mom and wow. about the people like my surroundings so um, that's why uh, I, I always like to read it so because people always like to hear it. 
Absolutely. So the, the poem is uh, titled uh, Doors, Abwab. And um, what we thought we'd do instead of um, uh, reading, you know, the whole thing in Arabic, because most of our listeners aren't going to understand that, uh, they'll be able to hear maybe the emotion and the rhythm of your poem in uh, in your reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe every couple of uh, stanzas we could stop and we could provide, well, what I'm trying to call a translation, but really does not live up to the original. Uh, you have to kind of feel it uh, in Arabic to understand it. But maybe we'll do that, have you read a couple of stanzas from your work, and I will uh, attempt a translation in English and then move on to the next two. Um, so here's the poem uh, by uh, Sundos Abu Damus, and it's called uh, Doors. And uh, Sundos, how do you spell your, your last name in, uh, in English? <laughs> <laughs> Sundos is actually spelled what S. O-N-D-O-S? Uh-huh, yes, okay. yeah, that's in English. That's my first name. My last name in English, because there's no, there's the letter Ayn. Ayn, exactly. And you what do you say do? it in English. So <laughs> I just say Abu Demus. Abu Demus. So yeah. it's what, A-B-U? A-B-U-G-A-M-O-U-S. Oh, O-U-S. Okay, great. Are those two separate words, Abu and Demus, or yes. are they one word? Um. You mean how I write them in English? Yes. Sometimes I put a little dash between both of them, and sometimes I write it just like one word. Okay, so. and that's, of course, for people interested in learning more about your work and mm-hmm. looking, uh, well, Googling you or finding your work, which hopefully will appear in English translation one of these days? Oh, I hope so. I really, I really <laughs> hope so. I really want, I have so many American friends who are asking me about translation, and maybe one day it's going to be true. Well, let's try it uh, mm-hmm. right now. Now together, uh, this is probably the first time you're doing this, Sundus, having yes. somebody uh, <laughs> read your poem right after you uh, in uh, translation. I will attempt to do my best, Sundus, but please be patient with me if I don't quite live up to your poetic uh, mastery. No, it's okay. <laughs> Actually, I think it's going to be fun, and um, uh, I'm really happy to be here today, and uh, y- you just read it the way you want. That's fine with me. And uh, I just want to add something. Sure. Um, the poem is really, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, sorry. Go ahead, please. And I'm not a sad person, so it just, it happened to be, um, I happen to be in a sad mood in when I write it. So you're saying that some of the poems in this book here, Mawasim Lil Amal, are actually uh, happy and cheerful, or are they, do they all tend to be on the sad side? Uh, mm, I, it's really it's it's really hard to say because some of them are just um, some of them are sad and some of them are just having hope in them right, or the way right, they were they right. were ended. Yeah. yeah, I love your answer because it probably is uh, reminding me that we can't categorize poetry or anything really to do with this kind of reading that we're going to do as with one simple adjective as sad or happy. You know, we're talking about a range of emotions that mm-hmm. are uh, triggered by your poems. And uh, I guess the best way to do that is to just have you give us a reading of Abwab, okay, translated of as Doors, right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. We are with Sundos Abu Demus or Abu Damus, and uh, she'll be with us for, uh, well, the next uh, almost 10 minutes here on the show. Thank you so much for coming in, Sundos. I know you're going to be going into your uh, poetic mode in a second, Thank but I you. hope you'll Very always uh, listen to our uh, uh, Arabology show here and stay in touch with us and I know, I know there's going to be a rosy future
future ahead for you. Thank you very uh, much, young lady. Okay, so uh, let's let's begin with uh, the poem Abwab, translated as Doors. Abwab. خلف الأبواب المغلقة وطن مهجور خريطة لم تكتمل وفنجان قهوة ما زال ينتظر الوعد خلف الأبواب المغلقة أنين لا تسمعه سوى المدفأة خوف صامت يرقب دقات الساعة وكلمات اختنقت في حلق جاف Behind the closed doors a deserted homeland, an incomplete map, a cup of coffee still awaiting a promise. Behind the closed doors, a moaning only heard by a warm fireplace, a silent fear gazing at the ticking clock, stifled words and a dried up throat. <laughs> جدة تبتهل أم تتوسل الأمل وبكاء متروك في سرير طفل خلف الأبواب المغلقة نسيان يلملمه الحنين بهجة اصطدمت ببدايات الرحيل وأمل يحتضر Behind the closed doors a grandmother kneeling in prayer a mother beseeching hope Teardrops left in a bed of a child. Behind the closed doors, a nostalgic longing for something forgotten. A joy encumbered by a sudden departure. A hope that is dying. خلف الأبواب المغلقة فراغ يداعب ورقة مستلقية على حافة منطدة. صدى يرتد ذكرى صداه بين النافذة والمرآة ورنين هاتف من له الانتظار خلف الأبواب المغلقة نوافذ مشرعة شهوات مؤجلة طرقات متواعرة ومسافات وأنا وأنت ومجرد احتمالات Behind the closed doors empty space that playfully cajoles a paper on a desk. A lonely echo that repeats the memory between a window and a mirror. A ringing phone that has grown weary of waiting behind the closed doors, revealing windows, deferred desires, run-down roads and distances. Behind the closed doors, me and you and mere probabilities. Wow, Sundos, I don't know how uh, how good the, my English translation or attempt at translation was, but certainly the Arabic uh, uh, poem uh, carries with it such force. Uh, how did it feel to uh, to read your poem right here on the Arabology show? <laughs> well, it felt really good. I was not um, expecting myself reading it like with all this passion. 
Um, good, 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 good. That's I a good really thing. I really loved it, <laughs> and um, I don't mind doing it again. <laughs> well, inshallah, Sundas, you can come back and be and and be a guest here on the Arabology show anytime you uh, your your uh, talent allows, which Thank means anytime much. you feel like it. And uh, and so uh, before we leave you today, Sundos, uh, can we just do the last two verses for everybody to hear one last time? Yeah, of um, course. And uh, and we'll uh, and that will take us into the. Uh, second part of the Arabology show right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm so grateful to my guest, Sundus Abu Namus, for coming in and for reading this poem and for being a friend of the program as well. Uh, Sundus, can we end with the last two verses of your poem? Of course. I just want to add something before I read. I really love the way you translated the poem. I think it's very beautiful and it's added a lot to it, even though it's um, a little bit different, but still having the Thank you, Beautiful thank you, Sundus. But certainly, you know, knowing and reading it in Arabic does have a different effect, as does most literature and cultural productions coming from the Arabic world. Something is lost in the translation, and I guess our listeners will simply have to learn Arabic if they want to <laughs> truly appreciate your poetry. <laughs> okay, you. Sundus, so we do the last uh, two verses here for our listeners. <laughs> صدى يرتد ذكرى صداه بين النافذة والمرأة ورنين هاتف من له الانتظار Behind the closed doors, empty space that playfully controls a paper on a desk, along the echo that repeats the memory between a memory and a window, and a, and a mirror, a ringing phone that has grown weary of waiting. خلف الأبواب المغلقة نوافذ مشرعة شهوات مؤجلة Behind the closed doors, revealing windows, deferred desires, run-down roads and distances. Behind the closed doors, me and you and mere probabilities.
That was a song called uh, Maraya Ruh, translated as Mirrors of My Soul, by a singer named uh, Reem Banna, an amazing, amazing singer with an amazing voice. And uh, that uh, song sort of uh, served as a close for the poetry reading you heard right here on KCSU Stanford 90.1 FM on the Arabology Show with yours truly, DJ Ramsey. It was my pleasure today during the first part of my show to welcome uh, poetess uh, Sundos Abu Damus, whose book Mawasim Lil Amal, uh, translated as Seasons for Hope, is not available in English translation and uh, sort of is a, is a shame that it's not. So we thought we would kind of attempt a reading here in Arabic and in English translation, a reading which I hope you've enjoyed right here on the Arab Walsby Show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I take you or I attempt to take you every Thursday from 3 to 5 on this virtual, well, magic carpet ride through the Arabic-speaking world. All 20-plus uh, Arabic-speaking countries on Earth, well, not in one show, but hopefully by the end of the season. And uh, I hope to always bring you something a little bit different here on the Arabology show, something that will uh, pique your interest and something that will... Uh, sort of uh, give you an idea about the amazing uh, uh, talents that are coming out of the region, especially at this time of revolutions and uprisings. Uh, this is giving way to uh, to great new genres in the region, genres that fuse East and West in what uh, I like to call perfect harmony, and genres that address uh, ever themes that were previously censored or previously unacceptable. There are many, many artists coming in from the Arabic-speaking world these days who are singing about uh, matters relating to uh, religious tolerance and uh, sexuality and other matters that were before sort of censored. There's a sort of a dialogue going on right now in uh, the Arabic media uh, that uh, attempts to show both sides of an issue, something that wasn't necessarily the case before the advent of this new Twitter generation, this Facebook generation that has sort of taken the Arabic-speaking world world by storm. It is uh, 4 p. Uh, 4.05 p.m. right here on the Arabology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. And uh, I'd, uh, before I uh, go into the uh, second part of my show, uh, why do you listen to KZSU? Is the music you can't is it, is it the music you can't hear anywhere else? The Stanford sports broadcasts from football and men's and women's basketball to volleyball, or perhaps it's our coverage of news and public affairs affecting the Stanford community. Your underwriting not only helps keep KZSU on the air, but you'll also enjoy a little exposure and goodwill for your business or professional practice. For more information, email underwriting at kzsu.stanford.edu or call 650-723-9010. That's 650-723-9010. It is 4.05 p.m. right here on the Arabology Show, and it's uh, time for the music uh, to keep going on, and we will do that right after this. Uh 
Doctors Without Borders delivers emergency aid to victims of armed conflicts, epidemics, and natural and man-made disasters, and to others who lack health care due to social or geographical isolation. They provide primary health care, perform surgery, resupply hospitals and clinics, run nutrition and sanitation programs, train local medical personnel, and provide mental health care. If you'd like more information about how you can help support Doctors Without Borders, please visit www.doctorswithoutborders.org.
That was uh, Amr Diab and a song uh, called uh, Yomat Abilna, which translates as The Day We Met. That uh, song is taken from his album Benadik Ta'ala. And, uh, and hopefully you enjoyed that. That's, of course, Amr Diab from Egypt coming to you, uh, coming to you here on the uh, Arabology Show, which, of course, is coming from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I do have a very special guest in the studio who's uh, going to actually uh, bring a song that is hopefully going to bring a lot of uh, optimism and joy to a lot of people out there because it's going to be a song in uh, in uh, Hebrew, in Arabic, and in English. And uh, that kind of typifies the uh, person that I'm going to speak to, none other than Tomer. Tomer is here in the studio with me. I'm going to welcome him. I'm not sure in what language I should do so. Tomer Perry, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaba fi barnamaj arabology. Marhabten, shukran. How are you, Tomer, today? Very good. Thank you very much. Very good. Ahlan wa sahlan bika. Now, Tomer, I don't want to keep secrets from our listeners. I have to say that our, our path crossed in a very interesting way. And that was because you took my Arabic class here at Stanford uh, last quarter. Okay, that's correct. I was uh, very privileged to get uh, to study with you, Ustaz Ramdi, in the, in the fall. Well, the privilege really was all mine, Tomer, because you've really been doing fantastic things with uh, your Arabic and the way you kind of attempt to bring Hebrew and Arabic together, uh, and not only uh, musically, but also in terms of, uh, you know, politically. Uh, you are one of those amazing people who still believe in hope and uh, and uh, and a peaceful resolution to the conflict in the Middle East. And uh, at uh, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, Tomer, but you've been kind of vocal about this. You are. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, first, I'm, I'm blushing. Um, I uh, yeah, I really believe that. Uh, it's really important to continue to make attempts to not only have a peaceful resolution, but also a just resolution to the conflict. And I think uh, a very important part of it is the understanding. That's why I, part of what, why I studied Arabic is because I was uh, interested to get to know and understand better my Arab neighbors in my neighborhood and in, uh, growing up in Jerusalem. So uh, and you were born in Israel. Uh, yes, or? yes. Yeah. I was born in Jerusalem. Yeah. And uh, what brought you to Stanford? Uh, a PhD program in political <laughs> science. Nice, nice. And uh, and of course, so you grew up speaking Hebrew. Yes. And uh, and so then you decided to, and as you said, in your attempt to get to know your neighbors, uh, learn Arabic. How has the experience of learning Arabic been so far? And how uh, was it uh, easier because you knew Hebrew, or did that that make things more complicated. <laughs> so I, I, I learned most of my Arabic working in an organization called Seeds of Peace. And I, I learned through running activities with and, uh, uh, you know, working with my Palestinian friends. And so that's how I picked up most of my Arabic. It, the shock was to get to Stanford and has, actually have to do some writing or <laughs> actually have to do some uh, work uh, uh, to study Arabic. So that was a, a big challenge. But uh, Arabic and Hebrew are so similar. It's, it's so amazing. Yeah. And it's uh, much easier to study Arabic from Hebrew than it is from English. So many things are yeah. much uh, similar. Do you think it would be the, the same the other way around? Meaning if somebody knows Arabic, would it be easier for them to pick up Hebrew, sure, you think? Sure. Or it goes both ways? I think it does. I think it definitely does. Well, I'm talking about 
about things going both ways. I mean, you know, the language is similar, the thought is similar. We have, uh, what, uh, uh, fights about hummus, I think, these days that yeah. I think are, are, are pretty, you know, humorous to me because they kind of emphasize at the end that we're talking about the same food by, the, by people who are really brothers and sisters. Uh, Tomer, you know, having lived there, and I have to confess I've never been to Israel, but having, you know, lived there yourself and having come here and having had friends from both sides of the conflict. How optimistic are you about, you know, a, a resolution of some kind in the, well, not too distant future? Well, uh, my advisor, uh, uh, Professor Josh Cohen, uh, said in an interview one that one has to be an optimist of the heart and a pessimist of the mind. Ooh. So I think, I think we need to uh, maintain hope, but, but still be realistic about what's going on and understand that the situation on the ground is really bad and there's a lot of prejudices and hatred and uh, a lot of injustices on the ground. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I, I really believe that there's nothing inherent in either Judaism or Islam or in national identities of Israelis or Palestinians that prevents them from living together. It's been my experience that hmm. we can be great friends. And, and, and if uh, your well, at least what I witnessed in my classroom here at Stanford is correct, then, you know, it was just such a joy to see you and, and the amazing diversity I had in the classroom, the students of different religions and backgrounds sort of sitting together, learning Arabic with absolutely no, uh, you know, uh, um, how, how am I going to say it, Ned? with absolutely no bad feelings towards each other. Uh, that, to me, is the hope of a better tomorrow in, in the Middle East. And Tomer Perry, you certainly do represent to me that hope that I've been looking for, which is part of the reason I wanted you to come here uh, to be my guest on the Arabology show. Uh, the other reason, of course, is this amazing song that you uh, turned me on to. And I have to say, I've been addicted to it now. I don't know what you're doing to me. I hear it in my sleep, and I wake up very happy, Tomer. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this song? It's called Bukra Fi Mishmish by Heartbeat. Yeah, so Heartbeat Jerusalem is a project that was started by uh, a good friend of mine, Aaron uh, Schneer, and is now run by him and uh, Tamer Omari. And they're musicians, and they're, they define themselves as a, a pro-equality, pro-justice group who aims to bring youth, Palestinian, Israeli, American, African, uh, but mostly in Jerusalem, Palestinians and Israeli, to uh, write music together. So that's, why, that's how this song came about. It's very new. It's uh, from April. Wow. It has a few uh, very talented young uh, performers. Most of the performers are under the age of 18. Oh, really? And they write all the music and all the songs. Wow. And uh, so uh, it, it's in Hebrew, it's in Arabic, and it's in English? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a nice uh, mixture here, bringing the world together. And the title, Bukrafi Mishmish. Now, that's an Arabic title, because I could tell what it meant. Yeah. And literally, it means tomorrow there'll be, what, apricots? Apricots. <laughs> Mishmish. It's actually... It's, it's actually amazing because this is one of the expressions that is very prevalent among Hebrew speakers. Really? You, so you had to, my to, dad always says, Bukra Fi Mishmish. Yeah, because I was talking to, to Ahmad, and what did you say, Ahmad, here about uh, Bukra Mishmish? Like when you say Fi Mishmish in Jordan, what does that mean? Mishmish means like to promise somebody and not fulfill that. Is that sort of the same yeah, meaning? Yeah, uh, so th this yeah. is about, the song is about this expression, about people making promises, and uh, again, about this... Rea being realistic about what, what can we expect from reality, but still believing 
in you know in the mishmish, but yeah. still believing. Yeah, but so also it's not, it's not necessarily like it. Like a, uh, and by the way, that was Ahmad Q chiming in everybody who who I didn't even introduce, uh, as well as another secret guest in our studio, which I'll be introducing in a second. But back to the mishmish. Uh, so <laughs> so Tomer, uh, yeah. So it's not necessarily like like a negative thing. It's not like saying you know um, it will never happen, and I'm sure of it. It's sort of like uh, something that you want to happen that might be difficult to envision, but that is sort of uh, an optimistic saying? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, first it shows to the commonalities of, again, the peoples and the cultures and how people are, we share and have influenced each other for a much greater extent that we're willing to admit. But it also uh, shows that uh, these, these kids and these people really are facing reality and its difficulties and its injustices and they want to stand up to it and voice their concerns so they're not like being idealistic and foolish yeah. about uh, promises and dreams. But they are still, they don't forget what, what they want to achieve and what they want to achieve is something that is better than what we have. So that's why, you know, the mishmash is very important yeah. here. Tomer Perry, speaking with you, I'm always sort of elated and uh, hopeful. Uh, the song Bukrafi Mishmish by Heartbeat. Again, Heartbeat is an international community of musicians, educators, and students using music to build mutual understanding and transform conflict. Founded in 2007 under a grant from Fulbright and MTV, Heartbeat empowers Israeli and Palestinian musicians by creating opportunities and spaces for musicians from both sides to work together, hear each other, and amplify their voices to influence the world around them. So I think we've gotten everybody here quite excited, Tomer, to listen to the song Bukrafi Mishmish by Heartbeat. And also, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to say shukran, toda, and thank you to you for being a voice for peace and for always uh, rem reminding everybody that uh, we are in that region despite the conflict, brothers and sisters, whose uh, love for each other should and will hopefully overcome everything else. Inshallah, Ramzi. Anta mumtaz, ya Tomer. I didn't have you sort of speak uh, Arabic because uh, you don't like fusha too much. You <laughs> like more the uh, the colloquial Arabic, which which is sung in this song. And uh, and we'll be taking a break to listen to the song. And then when we return, we're actually having another guest in the studio, none other than Tori C. Do you know who Tori C is? Well, you will find out right after the songs here. After this song, here is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow there will be Africa. Bukrafi Mishmish by Heartbeat right here on the Arabology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM
בכלל אחים וזה לא נראה לי שזה ממש אכפת לך נשבור את החומות נוריד את הדגלים ואז נגלה עולם שבו הכל יכול לקרות ושנבין שכולנו בני אדם ואז לנצח נצח אם אנחנו נוכל heartbeat and a, a song called uh, Bukrafi Mishmish, Tomorrow There Will Be Apricot, I guess. And my, my very, very special thanks to Tomer Perry, who kindly came into the studio and illuminated us with joy and with a, uh, well, thoughts for a wonderful tomorrow. And I'm speaking about, of course, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that, well, maybe music will attempt to solve where politics left off. Uh, either way, it's a great song. And if Uh, you liked it uh, then uh, you probably wondered what uh, languages it was in again it was in uh, uh, Arabic uh, Hebrew and in English the song Bukrafi Mishmish by Heartbeat right here on the Arabology show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 94.1 FM and uh, this is DJ Ramsey rem- reminding everybody to stay tuned after my show that's from 5pm until uh, 7pm for the fall of math with your Uh, DJ AJ the, the show of course The Fall of Math follows mine every Thursday and that is progressive experimental post rock with some indie rock tucked in whenever it fits complexity musicality and good intentions this is music for both sides of your brain ladies and gentlemen and uh, speaking of uh, both sides of, um, of our brain here uh, Arabic Hebrew English uh, it's all coming together today on the Arabology show and And that is uh, one way to introduce my next guest, who is actually studying Arabic right here at Stanford. Stanford student is just one of the many things she does. We are talking about Tori C. Marhaba, Ramzi. Marhaba, Tori. Now, how are you going to pronounce your last name for us? Bil-Arabi. Bil-Arabi <laughs> Castellano. Castellano. I I, I've no. never been able to kind of like think how I'm going to spell that in Arabi. No. It's, uh, what is that? Is that a Spanish name, It's- Tori, or? <laughs> It's actually Italian, It's Italian, but it means the Spaniard in Italian. It so means the Spaniard in Italian. In Italian, so it's kind of confusing <laughs> to and a lot of people. And here we are attempting to pronounce it in Arabic yes. just to throw, you know, one more language in the <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Tori, you are a student here at Stanford, yes. and uh, as, as, one, as you're a foreign language, I guess you've decided to, uh, to, uh, to tackle Arabic. Yes. Not the easiest language. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why? Well, yeah, when I was around 15... Um, or 16 and in the 1990s I, I'm an older student here at oh, Stanford yeah. yeah you're so old <laughs> 
I'm no, leaving, but, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Turkey with my mom, uh-huh. and um, obviously they don't speak um, or write in Arabic um, in Turkey, but we went to a lot of the mosques there, and I just fell in love with Arabic calligraphy. I just thought wow. it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. And so I always wanted to learn Arabic since then, and I never had the opportunity until I came here to Stanford. So I'm so excited to be able to uh, actually get to study it now. Well, and so we're talking about, you know, Arabic calligraphy probably in classical Arabic. Yes. Something that you could probably do at this point because you are in the second year of Arabic. So you should technically you're able to look at Arabic words, even if they are sort of an artistic form and be able to decipher them and read them. Uh, inshallah. <laughs> so now you need to go back to Turkey and, yes, see, I know. Uh, and, and show off your Arabic <laughs> that skills. That would be very exciting. Uh, so, uh, but how, how difficult uh, has it been to tackle Arabic? It's a very different language than English. And uh, and uh, this is maybe the question I always get is, you know, why don't you ask one of your students what are the tricks that help them in their Arabic studies? Well, I, I think uh, for me it's been kind of hard because it's the first um, gendered language I ever tried to learn. And uh-huh. so having everything, you know, from a table to a chair to have a gender, I had never... <laughs> I only took Japanese before this, and they don't uh, do that either, like in English. So uh, that's been a little hard. But I think that... Um, um, trying to practice with friends like Tomer and uh, I also <laughs> have Tomer uh, Perry who was in the studio yes, um, exactly. in the previous segment yes um, and also other friends that I have that speak Arabic I think that that really helps me and then just writing things down always helps me uh, so and what about you know this immense amount of vocab I mean you know it's a, they, the, the words sound nothing like English so you don't <laughs> you know when you're learning Spanish or French or you know a Germanic language or, or, or La, you know a Latin based right. language you still have these triggers you know that can remind you know how do you associate you know Arabic words with meaning <laughs> sometimes I tell myself very funny little stories in English that have nothing to do with the word <laughs> <laughs> and oh. that helps well, sometimes. Can <laughs> <laughs> um, you think of an example? Story? I'm not telling you any examples. <laughs> that would be like cheating. Yes. You're not giving up your... No no, 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 no. But certainly there are words that sound like in English. Well, I'm not going to say one of them because we're on the air. And that would be sort of an FCC. <laughs> not, but it's the word for winter. Oh, in yes. Arabic, pronounced in the, uh, in the Lebanese accent. If you want to know what that is, you're going to have to take Arabic and learn a local, a local local. Yes. Tori, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I As do. In the Feiru song, who loved somebody in the yes, summer and and, uh, and the and winter. In the winter, we'll leave the we'll leave it at that, Tori, because okay. we are on the air yes. here, and we don't want to be, you know, saying anything we shouldn't say. But uh, but certainly, it's been um, a, a sort of a journey for you to get into oh, Arabic, yes. and uh, and that uh, sort of is, is the uh, another reason I wanted you to, to be here is because of Arabic music. You know, yeah. my show uh, centers on the music from the region. How has your exposure to Arabic music? music been so far? Well, it's been very exciting because, I mean, haram. Unfortunately, I didn't know much um, Arabic music before I started taking Arabic, but I just have fallen in love with it. And I think it's so cool because we learn things that are, you know, more classic, like Feirouz, and then we learn about newer bands, um, 
Like, <laughs> like I always want to call them eggplant, but I... Eggplant. Well, eggplant is Betinjan. Yes, Betinjan. And they sing yes. a song named... Yes. Uh, well, it, it, it mentions the Betinjan. Yes. Are, are you talking about uh, the Leila project? I Mashirul? am. You yes, are. Yes, yeah. Leila. You, you actually enjoy them. I really it. do. I really do. And so I think it's really cool to hear like newer bands, too, that are doing, yeah. you know, kind of taking indie rock and fusing that with more uh, kind of Eastern sounding. Well, this music. this means a lot coming from you, Tori, because in addition to being a Stanford student and uh, your, uh, you know, adventures into Arabic, the, the exploration of Ara- the Arabic language, you actually were part of a group uh, that yes. uh, released a video and a song. And, you know, so so you're a musician, uh, uh, Tori, yes, as I well. In yeah. a former life. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I'm too maybe old to, to know this, no. but certainly I know Stanford students all know this. They're like, you know, oh, you were in the Donnas? Yes, is it? I The was. Donnas, and the song is called Take It Off? Yes, that was one of our, our bigger songs, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, Tori, since I have you in the studio, I'm sure a lot of people won't forgive me if I don't go there and mm-hmm. ask you a little bit about how that, how, how that came about. Well, actually, it's funny to be here at KZSU because uh, we grew up um, in the Bay Area in Palo Alto, and we went to Palo Alto High School, and we would come here and play um, on a kind of uh, radio show back in the day and uh, we uh, got started that way and it was so it's nice to be back here oh is that why you were looking sort of nostalgically yes. at our studios yes. here and you knew exactly where everything was so, you know, didn't need the tour of no, the station yeah yeah we I had a lot of great memories uh, from here and then we just kept playing um, after high school and we went on tour and we were wow. we've been very lucky I mean we were l- very lucky to be able to do all the things now why do did. you say were is this something like you feel this is something you've done and you've moved on to other things or is this still in the works uh, well, for you well the band is still playing for sure I have a shoulder injury so I can't play drums any longer right and, and I remember seeing you in the video playing drums like yes. you were going, <laughs> and, and seriously the, the, I mean you if you have a shoulder injury I don't think you could uh, do what you no, were doing before yeah. without you know uh, yeah. injuring yourself yeah so I, I had to retire <laughs> from playing the drums in my band but we're all still very close and, and they're still playing um, so I, I'm really excited that they didn't stop and that they've continued because I think playing music is well my hope Tori I keep telling you uh, I keep telling myself is you'll be translating that song and, 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 oh. and re-recording it in Arabic and instead of playing the drums you could play like the derbake you know that Arabic uh, yeah. little uh, thing and that's that maybe a little bit less, uh, less strenuous yes on my shoulder <laughs> that would be really fun <laughs> uh, Tori you are such a joy to have in oh, the studio well, here you, you and I mean having Tori uh, Castellano to help me Castellano yeah. and Tomer Perry on the same show is certainly going to go down in the archives here as being one of the best uh, episodes of Arabology that I've ever had oh it's for it's our pleasure MC, <laughs> really. thank you to you Tori you've always been so kind to me yeah. and uh, and so uh, talented in terms of learning the Arabic language uh-huh. uh, and uh, and so I think it may be a good um, uh, you may be a good person to introduce the next song that we're going to play which is going to it's called Nghayer Bukra, Nghayer Bukra which translates as 
Oh, change tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes. So, so you do speak a little bit of, uh, <laughs> of colloquial Arabic. Uh, change tomorrow and Rayer Bukra is actually a song by uh, a group uh, known as uh, DAM, and uh, and it's uh, in colloquial sort of Palestinian dialect. Oh, wonderful! But it's also I hear the theme song for the show uh, Arab Labor. Isn't yes, it? <laughs> Arab you, Labor. Now everybody's telling me about this show. They're like, you know, you're teaching Arabic and you don't know about the show Arab Labor. Well, I know about it. I just right. haven't seen it. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, really? Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that show? Well, I think it's just, it's it's a very funny show, but it deals with some serious topics as well. It's about um, a, an Arab Israeli uh, living in Israel and his family and kind of the difficulties and the comedic situations that arise from being um uh, an Arab Israeli and mm-hmm. how difficult that can be but I think it's done with a lot of humor which right. is really nice um, and uh, they do speak some Arabic on the show and Hebrew as well and wow. I, I've only seen the first season but I I just fell in love with it Wow and so uh, the show is in Arabic and in Hebrew it's yes not, so how were you able to follow you know well every word? there uh, were some English subtitles involved. Just, okay. <laughs> yeah. but, but the show itself has no English I mean basically no. they're not really doing this for American consumption. No, no, it's it was, more like... it was, um, it's played in Israel, and so, uh, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think uh, before we uh, we listen to the theme song from that show, which is called Nghayer Bukra, I wanted to give Tori uh, a chance to shine by speaking <laughs> Arabic live on the air here on the Arabology show. Tori, you are free to say whatever you want. Perhaps you want to dedicate the song to someone, perhaps not. You decide <laughs> what you want to do, and we'll be happy to play, to, uh, to let uh, your sound uh, arrive to its destination. <laughs> okay, well, I, I just want to say shukran ya ramzi wa uhib um, and adrosa elugalarbia fi Stanford. Um, and I just feel very lucky to be here. Oh, thank you. Tori, anti fi'alan taliba mumtaza. Shukran. Shukran lucky Tori. Here is the song, Nghayir uh, Bukra, Change Tomorrow by the group DAM, sometimes pronounced DAM, but uh, which has many meanings in Arabic. But either way, here we go. <laughs> Tu 
كتير طويلة فيها تقابل ناس قلوبها مش نظيفة تحاول تحسسك انها اعلى منك واذا هي بتفكر هيك يعني هي اوطى منك انت مش ارهاب انت مش حيوان انت انسان اللي مخرب اسمك شيء اسمه سياسة تاخد اللي منح منك لانها طمانة في ناس معك ماشي لانها حزانة على عربي المسكين بتكاش المساعدة كلمة مسكين طلعها من راسك المسكين بسكت انت كل بحساسك تستحيش فيش في عيب احنا وقعنا انت وقف عجلك احنا بكينا انت امسح دموعنا يا لحمي ودمي ارفعولنا روسنا توصل مستقبل تعلم تاريخك اعرف شهاده احتلال خلي قلبك متمسك بكلمه استقبال وهلا عيدوا من وراي الابيض واسمر الاخضر واحمر بنلون تراضنا بنحسها لو انها مش قبالنا اللي محاها لسه ما محانا معذبنا اه اذا انت مش متحمل تمسك شي سلاح بل امسك قلم سجل انا عربي زي محمود درويش انا بقتلش غيري بس عشان اعيش قلبي صرخ احنا بني ادمين راسي مرفوع باسم فلسطين ايدي ما تهجر ناس اللي مهجره منيهم عرقبتي جنبك يا حنظله وقف الموسيقى اذا مش عارف ايش بنحكي روح اسال اهلك وإذا ولا واحد عارف يجاوبك تعلم لحالك عشان يكون من يجاب ولادك Since 1959, the Caribbean Conservation Corporation has made it a goal to protect sea turtles and sea turtle habitats around the world. If you're looking for an unusual gift, their Adopt-A-Turtle program can help you do something worthwhile while surprising the person who has everything. To find out more about how you can help save the sea turtles, please visit www.cccturtle.org. That's www.cccturtle.org. Jazz musicians, being essentially freelancers, have no medical benefits. They get no sick pay, they have no retirement pensions. Luckily, when illness strikes, musicians can turn to the Jazz Foundation of America. Since 1989, JFA has helped hundreds of aging and ill musicians with medical expenses, rent supplements, and other assistance. It was founded by musicians for musicians and supports itself through jam sessions and donations from the jazz loving community. If you would like to help support the Jazz Foundation of America, Please call 1-800-532-5267, or you can visit them on the web at www. 
www.jazzfoundation.org. To the Arabology Show right here on KZSU Stanford 94.1 FM. This is your DJ Ramsey, and my very special thanks. Uh, so far, this episode, we've had a really amazing guests, and that included uh, Tori C. and uh, Tomer Perry, as well as uh, the amazing poetess uh, Sundos Abu Damus, who read one of her poems right here on the Arabology Show. I'm delighted to be with you uh, this Thursday afternoon, and I look forward to doing so every Thursday from uh, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying the melange and the jazzy sort of compositions that are, we're also bringing into the show right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 94.1 FM. I'll be with you for another, well, almost 20 minutes here, and that means a little bit more Arabic and or quote-unquote orientalist, oriental music. Well, I don't want to say orientalist. Uh, hopefully some nice fusion between East and West will be coming up right here on the Arabology Show, taking us to 5 p.m. when it would be time for the uh, Fall of Math with AJ. That show, of course, comes to you uh, from uh, 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. this Thursday and every Thursday. And uh, I'm very, very glad you were able to join me today. Let's uh, get things uh, moving right now with uh, with uh, the uh, amazing Dalida. Dalida, who usually sings in uh, French, will actually be singing to us in uh, Arabic and not only in Arabic, but in Lebanese Arabic. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard of Dalida, then you weren't in France or in Europe during the, or in Egypt or in the Arab world during the 70s. She was known by one name, Dalida, and she sang in Italian, in French, and also in Arabic. Proof of that is this song called Libnan. Yes. 
بك صلت بنات الحومة شبت شريفة جميع كفة وعوة الأمير طعلك ومام وكلافة طاعتك مهزوم إذا نموت بيا شوف ذاتي معدومة لا طبيب نقولوا هذا حكيم بالحكاية يشوف حالتي بنيام ويعرف بيعات المغرور البينس الحربة مسمومة لقاف سياري ما شافني جرتي عام اكسد بلا عقل قدام وطول النار والديمون صفرة ورضومة ورقة ودام العذبي الكثري بنسام طيب الجنان فاحنسام وبندو والمسك المختوم فرجة ضربت ماليها سومة مع غزالي ما تشبهها بنسام وحام الان في حارس زركام ولا في بلاد الروم إذا نموت بيا فطومة لن الحرية الصيلة على الريام زين العشيق رسام وباشد حاجة 
بين سود وشفار سوما والعيون سرادة زادوا لساكني تعداها الخد خال ورد غلامو عتنون لبها مرغوب إذا نموت بيا في الضوما لأن الحرية تصيلة على You've been listening to an amazing, amazing song here by uh, Abdel Hadi Hello and uh, El Gusto Orchestra of Algiers. The song was called Fatuma. Quite a lengthy track, of course, and that is uh, a song we've been playing uh, quite a bit, uh, or uh, a CD we've been playing uh, quite a bit right here on KZSU Stanford 94.1 FM. And especially on the Arabology show, uh, I also uh, remind everybody that if you like uh, this uh, kind of music, to tune in also on... uh, uh, to the Mediterranean show, which uh, comes to you uh, always uh, on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on KZSU, Stanford, uh, 94.1 FM. And that is with your host, Abu Ramses, Mediterranean's music of the modern, of the Middle East, North Africa, and beyond. Also reminding everybody to tune in right after my show for the Fall of Math with AJ, and that will be from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. And uh, be, I'm going to let to uh, leave everybody today with uh, uh, an amazing musician whose name is Rahim Al-Hajj. And uh, Rahim Al-Hajj, if, if you haven't heard of him, uh, was actually in the Bay Area uh, in uh, Berkeley uh, this past week where uh, I guess uh, Ahmad Q went to see him. Ahmad, uh, marhaba and welcome back to Arabology. It's been a while, Ahmad, since we've heard from you. How have you been? Mm, I was... Um, fine. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, you've been busy sort of on the uh, going to concerts and listening to uh, oh, different yeah. <laughs> I have been to many concerts for a while. And the last concert that I attended was uh, the concert in Berkeley for Rahim Al Hajj. And literally, I was blown away. Really? I was so touched. I was so. Uh, I had fun. Really? Yeah. So Rahim al-Hajj, for those people who don't know who he is, uh, is actually uh, an Iraqi Oud and Indians, uh, uh, sorry, an Iraqi Oud player who, uh, you know, is uh, often joins up with uh, such musicians as Amjad Khan, who's the Indian Sarad, who, uh, who plays the Indian Sarad uh, and, uh, and other artists. But he also is an artist in his own right. When you saw him in concert, Ahmad, was he uh, sort of friendly with the audience or is he one of those artists that kind of gets in his own space? and uh, forgets that he's no, on he stage. was so friendly down to earth i mean i went out to uh, to, uh, to for, for a break to drink coffee and have a cigarette excuse me for that <laughs> and i found him outside also uh, chatting with the people and uh, i took a picture with him he was speaking with me like wow. if, yeah like if he's one of the audience and it was like is he the same guy or what? <laughs> and he was so friendly, and he remembered your name. I remember when we entered the concert, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah well, <laughs> he uh, told you come in, Ramsey, and I think the guy is great. great and he's so I, talented. Yeah, I was, I so was in my own yeah. space that night. Uh, Ahmad uh, just said listening to his music, but I'm glad you were with me to remind me of the highlights of the concert. Yeah. And uh, basically, Ahmad Q, uh, I think uh, we're gonna leave everybody here with a uh, sample from uh, Rahim Al. What song did you uh, want to play today? Well, I want to play a song 
for uh, Rahim Al Haj called Common uh, Destination. Common Destinations. That's yeah. a really beautiful instrumental. Mm-hmm. And uh, what album is that from, uh, Ahmad? That's from an album that is done by Rahim Al Haj and someone else called uh, Amjad Ali Khan uh-huh. from an album called uh, Ancient Sounds. Okay. So, Ahmad Q, thank you so much for the, uh, for the concert Anytime. review. And Anytime. for always uh, helping us out here at the Arabology Show with your joy, your enthusiasm. These things do not go unnoticed, Ahmad. Shukran, shukran, shukran. Anytime. Okay. Here's Rahim Al Haj, and to everybody out there, thank you for joining me on the Arabology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. Here's Rahim Al Haj taking us still 5 p.m. time for the fall of math with AJ. Stanford 94.1 FM.